0: You're listening to the Quints
1: Podcast. A 10-wicket thrashing at the hands of Pakistan, followed by an 8-wicket loss to New Zealand, and pre-tournament favourites India are staring at a dangerously early exit from the 2021 T-20 World Cup. Yes, the men in blue are not yet out of the tournament, but their chances of qualifying for the semi-finals went from bad to worse on Sunday. And what's more, their fate no longer rests in their own hands. Only two teams qualify from the two groups of the T20 World Cup. And with Pakistan on a winning spree, they are set to book the first spot. Meaning, it will come down to India, New Zealand and maybe even Afghanistan fighting for that second spot. For India to win that race, They not only need to win the remaining three matches with a significant margin but also hope that Afghanistan upsets New Zealand. On Sunday night, Virat Kohli made two changes to the squad that lost to Pakistan and brought in Ishan Kishan in place of injured Surya Kumar Yadav and got Shardul Thakur to play in Bhuvneshwar Kumar's place. Ishan opened, Rohit batted at three but all the experiments failed as the team was put into bat first and managed to score only 110 on seven, their lowest-ever score batting first in a T20 World Cup. The team was also unable to secure any boundaries between the 6th and 17th over. Several factors, from the batting order to the bowling performance, may have worked against the Indian team, with top pacer Jaspeet Bhumra stating that the toss becomes a very crucial factor in these matches given the nature of the pitch. To speak on India's performance in the match, we spoke with sports commentator and analyst Chandresh Narayan. Get tuned in to the Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline making news for you. And I'm your host, Imat. A tsunami of reactions poured in from all corners of social media, expressing disappointment at the team's performance and more so the failure of the star studded batting order. Even former cricket legends like Virendra Sevak tweeted saying that, quote unquote, India's body language wasn't great poor short selection. And also Irfan Bhattan criticised the reshuffle in the playing 11, noting that a change in the lineup cannot deliver instant results and that he was surprised that such decisions were taken. Even Captain Kohli did not mince his words in the post-match presentation, saying that his team was not brave enough with the bat or ball. So, what went wrong? What were the root issues for India? Well, to start off, the batting order. With a reshuffle batting order which saw Ishan Kishan opening with KL Rahul, the team's biggest stars rohit sharma and virat kohli were pushed down to the number 3 and number 4 positions even after several attempts the top order batsmen failed to clear the boundary and found new zealand fielders almost every time and this is very commendable for the new zealand bowling lineup as well which prevented india from scoring a boundary for 71 balls from the 6th over to the 17th over straight this coupled with 54 dot balls in the 20 overs the kiwis definitely won the face off in the first innings Sports commentator and analyst Chandresh Narayan said that Kohli and Sharma must open for India in a tight format such as T20 so that they can find the mileage in the first six overs and set up the game for the rest of the order. I've been hammering this point since uh, a very long time that, you know,
0: Virat Kohli needs to open the batting. If he doesn't open the batting, in my view, he doesn't find a place in the playing 11, in T20 cricket. Mm -hmm. It's a a very harsh statement to make, but I think in my view, uh, Virat Kohli needs to open the batting so that it gives him 120 deliveries to start with. If he opens the batting along with Rohit Sharma, that's like uh, the best thing that can happen for India in T20 cricket. Those mm-hmm. two batsmen can take a maximum uh, mileage of the first six overs and they can lev- leave the, the pick hitting, the power lifting to the other guys in the later overs. Uh, that will be the best case scenario for India. Virat Kohli himself said in March that he wants to open in the T20 World Cup, but somewhere along the line, the conservative approach that we adopt in Indian cricket, uh, that came to the fore and Virat Kohli was pushed back down the order. He's a great number three batsman in one-day international he's a greater uh, batsman at number four in test match cricket but in t20 cricket his position is at, at the top of the order it's not just for him you look at the other batsmen of his type like you know steve smith is struggling for a place in the t20 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, joe root doesn't even find a place in england's t20 squad in spite mm-hmm. of being the best batsman across formats for uh england and uh, you see Babar Azam, if he doesn't open, he can't find a place in that uh, T20 lineup for Pakistan. So the same thing applies to Virat Kohli, in my view.
1: Another issue is the pitch itself, which results in early moisture and then dew later at night, making the conditions ideal for bowling first, but not batting. In both matches against Pakistan and New Zealand, India was made to bat first, giving the chasing team a favourable pitch. Even Bumrah, the only Indian bowler to pick up any wickets in this T20 World Cup, said that once you lose the toss, the wicket changes in the second innings. Here is a snippet of what he said in the post-match press conference.
0: What we were focusing as I told before as well that we realised that once you lose the toss, uh, the wicket changes in the second inning. So, yeah, obviously I felt that we wanted to give the cushion and it was a discussion that we want to give uh, the cushion to the bowlers and that happened. So, in that I think we uh, went attacking a little early and the longer boundaries actually came into play, they used the slower balls well, they used the wicket quite well to their advantage and they made it difficult for our batters to play the big shots and because the singles were not there on the offer, so they are attacking shots, high risk shots were always there. So yeah, I think that was uh, the summary what happened today and yeah, that's, that's for everyone to
1: see. Mr. Narayan believes that the approach by the Indian team was timid and flawed and that they should have been braver.
0: I think uh, uh, the pitch is the same for everybody, and I think that it was stopping and coming. but, uh I still think that they should have taken their chances. The approach was very timid. They seemed uh, lost for ideas, lost for options, and uh, it showed very poorly on the Indian team with, uh, in that sense. And I think that they uh, should have been a bit more brave, like Kohli himself mentioned in the post match presentation. And uh, the, the entire team, the entire approach was completely flawed. And uh, you saw that in the way Hakit Pandya and Rishabh Pant approached the batting. Uh, mm-hmm. Overall, uh, the Indian team looked lost for ideas, in my
1: He adds that India needs a change in the batting order and their bowling picks if they want to stand a chance in the upcoming matches.
0: I think the root issue was with the batting order i've been hammering home the point that you know as long as virat kohli and rohit sharma bat lower down than opening the batting uh, it's going to be a problem for india in the t20 world cup they are best suited for the opening position and the big uh, the big lifting the power lifting needs to be left to the big hitters in the team like Ishan kishan and rishabh Pant and hardik pandya and surya kumar yadav if we rectify that particular part uh, then we'll have a better batting lineup and also the balling is a major issue uh, mm-hmm. i think the bowling uh, only Bhuma as looked like he can take wickets. Spinners have been ineffective. I think it's time for and Ashwin and Rahul Chahal to be included in the playing eleven. Maybe then we might have some kind of a change. Otherwise, it's going to be an uphill task for India to make it to the semi-finals, even if they win against Afghanistan, Scotland, and
1: Namibia. As I stated earlier, at the moment, India is placed near the bottom of the Group Two standings in fifth place, only above Scotland. And the journey from here to qualifying for the semi-final is an uphill battle. In this tournament, 12 teams have been divided into two groups, Group 1 and 2, with each of the six playing each other. In the end, the top two teams from each group qualify for the semi-finals. Pakistan remains unbeaten at the top of the ladder, with Afghanistan a close second with two victories under their belt, followed by New Zealand and Namibia with one victory and one loss each. So, what does India need to do to qualify for the semi-finals? Mr Narayan weighs in with the permutations and the maths that will ensure India's place in the semis. So, basically... Uh, india needs
0: to beat afghanistan scotland namibia convincingly by convincingly i mean at least by about 70 80 runs uh, mm-hmm. the match will take care of itself once this back first or bad second but they need to beat these three teams uh, convincingly uh, remember that afghanistan is a dark horse in the room they have mm-hmm. beaten scotland and namibia by massive margins and right now their points uh, table uh, they are number two on the points table and their run rate is also very impressive. So I think that in that sense you need to remember that uh, Afghanistan are far ahead and also remember that uh, uh, Afghanistan also needs to beat New Zealand. Only then India has a realistic chance of making it to the semi-final.
1: The men in blue will be playing Afghanistan on 3rd November and India must win because another defeat will mean that they end their campaign in the group stage itself. You can catch all the live updates and analysis regarding the next match on the Quinn's website. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to The Big Story for episodic updates. We're available on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavin, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quint website. And for any feedback, please shoot an email to podcast at thequint.com.